Chapter six of the Romance of Missionary Heroism. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Romance of Missionary Heroism by John Chisholm Lambert. Chapter six. The Saviour of Liao Yang. In an earlier chapter on the work of Dr. Chamberlain among the Telugus of southeastern India, something was said about the romantic aspects of even the ordinary routine of medical missions. Whether in the wards of his hospital or itinerating among scattered villages, the missionary doctor has an opportunity and an influence beyond any possessed by one who is only a preacher or teacher. Jesus Christ, it has been said, was the first medical missionary. As he went about Galilee doing good, he not only preached the gospel of the kingdom, but healed all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. In this combination of healing with preaching lay a large part of the secret of our Lord's attractive power. The modern missionary doctor cannot work miracles, but through the progress of medical science he has acquired a marvelous power to heal sickness and relieve suffering, and by the quiet exercise of his skill amongst a heathen and sometimes hostile population, he inspires a confidence and calls forth a gratitude by which the solid walls of prejudice are rapidly broken down and locked doors are thrown wide open for the entrance of the Christian gospel. It is the gracious work of healing, steadily carried on from year to year, that lays the foundations of a medical missionary's power. But sometimes in the history of a mission there come hours of crisis, which bring with them the chance of doing something heroic and in which a strong man's grandest qualities become revealed. It was in such an hour that Dr. A. MacDonald Westwater, a Scotch Presbyterian missionary, gained the name of the Saviour of Liao Yang, by which he is now known all over Manchuria. The Boxer Madness had swept up to Manchuria from the south, and had raged across the country with the swift destructiveness of a prairie fire, Hordes of Chinese soldiers joined the anti-foreign movement, and everywhere there was red ruin and the breaking up of laws. Christian missions and native Christians suffered most, for they had to bear the full brunt of the savage hatred stirred up against the foreign devils. But the rioters did not stop short with massacring Christians and destroying mission property. Boxerism soon turned to indiscriminate brigandage and by and by the great city of Mukden, the capital of the three provinces of Manchuria, was looted, while for a distance of five hundred miles the marauders marched along the railway line, tearing up the rails, destroying stations, plundering and burning houses and villas on either hand. But the avengers were soon on the trail, Russian troops were poured into Manchuria, and a terrible work of reprisal was begun. Advancing simultaneously from south and north, the Russians simply wiped out every village in which they found any railway material, and left the country behind them black and smoking on both sides of what had once been the railway line. The terror of their name traveled before them. As they drew near to Haiching, the people fled en masse, though the better off among them, in the hope of securing some consideration for their property, took the precaution of leaving caretakers behind in their houses and shops. But the troops of the Tsar treated Haiching as they had already treated many a meaner place. Of the numerous caretakers left in the city, only six escaped from the pitiless massacre that followed the military occupation. Haiching itself was looted and left absolutely bare and then the Russians moved onwards, still destroying as they went, 
and making their way now towards the important city of liao yang in liao yang previous to the boxer outbreak a splendid work had been carried on for years by dr westwater an agent of the united presbyterian now the united free church of scotland his free healing hall as the name of his mission hospital ran in chinese had become a place of note in the city in this hall as one of the citizens not himself a christian expressed it the blind saw the lame walked the deaf heard and all were counselled to virtue compelled by the boxer fury to lay down his work in liao yang for a time the doctor sought and obtained permission to accompany the russian punitive field force as a member of the russian red cross society with general alexandrovsky at its head he was present in every battle fought during the campaign and immensely impressed the russian officers by his surgical skill which quite surpassed that of any doctor of their own in this way he gained the good opinion and respect of the general in command and was able to do something towards checking the frightful excesses of which at first the army was guilty when the advancing troops reached liaoyang a small engagement was fought in which the chinese were defeated following up their victory the russians were just about to enter the suburbs when they were fired upon from the city walls and so brought to a halt meanwhile from the korean gate the inhabitants were pouring out in crowds endeavoring to make good their escape before the russians should take the city numbers of people were trampled to death in the panic-stricken rush many were pushed into the river and drowned to crown the horrors of the scene the russian gunners got on to this black mass of struggling fugitives and began to throw shells into the thick of it it now seemed certain that liao yang would share the fate that had already befallen hai ching the fate of being deserted by a terrified population and given up to massacre and loot at the hands of native brigands as well as of russian troops only one man stood between it and destruction but that man had the soul of a hero and proved himself equal to the occasion before the general had ordered an assault on the city dr westwater had obtained an interview with him his words were brief but to the point i undertake he said to enter liaoyang by myself and to persuade the people to surrender peacefully but upon one condition what is that asked the general that i have your solemn word of honor that no harm shall be done to the person of man or woman within the walls and that there shall be absolutely no looting to a russian commander this was a new way of dealing with an obstinate chinese town but dr westwater's personality by this time had made a strong impression on him and he at once gave his word of honor to observe the stipulated terms the doctor then mounted his pony and rode on all alone towards the walls of this lately boxerized city obtaining entrance by one of the gates and riding on through the streets he could see no sign of any living creature it looked at first as if the whole population had already vanished though most of them he afterwards found had simply shut themselves up within their houses at last a christian schoolboy approached who had recognized him and come out to meet him from this boy dr westwater learned that at that very time the members of the guild the city fathers of liaoyang as they might be called were gathered together to take counsel regarding the city's fate riding on he came to their hall of meeting and introduced himself as one whom most of them knew as a christian doctor but who was now come as an ambassador of peace from the head of the russian army 
and when he went on to inform them that the general had passed his deliberate word of honor to himself to do no harm to the place if it was quietly surrendered a thrill of astonishment and relief ran through the meeting the word was quickly carried through the streets and the confidence of the city was restored as if by magic the people no longer thought of abandoning liao yang to its fate but prepared with perfect calmness to receive their conquerors the russian general on the other hand was absolutely loyal to his word to secure that his promises should be observed to the letter he appointed not sergeants merely but commissioned officers to go about the streets with the patrols and this was the altogether unexampled result during the whole of the russian occupation of liao yang there was not a single instance of crime committed by the soldiery against the person or property of any inhabitant of the city this gallant deed of the scotch missionary doctor has been described by mr wiggum the well-known eastern traveller and war correspondent as a fine thing done by a white man all alone and as the bravest deed of which he knows and it was this that gained for dr westwater from the people of manchuria his enviable name of the saviour of liao yang upon the citizens of liao yang itself dr westwater's action made a very deep impression they felt that to him they owed the salvation of their lives and homes on his return to the city after the conclusion of his period of service with the red cross society the heads of the native guilds called on him to express their gratitude they offered him the choice of a number of compounds for a temporary house and hospital stating their readiness to pay all the expenses of alterations rent and even of medicines finally about a year after when he went home to scotland on furlough the city honored him with a triumphal procession banners waved musical instruments brayed and banged with native dignity and grandeur the gentry of the place accompanied the man whom they delighted to honor through the streets out of the gate and right up to the railway station where they bade him their best farewell as the result of what he had done the doctor's name and fame spread far and wide through the provinces of manchuria some time afterwards the reverend mr mcnaughton going on a prolonged and distant missionary tour found that right away to the banks of the yalu river some two hundred miles from liao yang dr westwater's was a name to charm with immediately on hearing it mentioned the people would say oh that was the man who saved liao yang hardly less deep was the effect produced by the doctor's character and action upon the russians in manchuria his opinions had weight with the authorities while he himself became a great personal favorite with all who knew him being a scotchman muscovite demonstrativeness often caused him some embarrassment for a russian admirer thought nothing of throwing his arms round him and bestowing a hearty kiss mr wiggum tells how he met a russian engineer monsieur restzoff who learning that mr wiggum was a scotchman said he was glad to make the acquaintance of one who came from scotland for the two greatest men he knew of were both scotchmen dr westwater and sir walter scott much water has flowed under the bridges of manchuria water often mingled with blood since the days of the boxer rising but the events of more recent years have only added to dr westwater's reputation and proved once more how much can be done in the interests of humanity and christianity amid all the tumult and the shouting and the unbridled savagery of war by a brave strong man who has devoted his life to the service of his fellow creatures as a medical missionary when the tremendous struggle began between japan and russia 
dr westwater and his colleague mr mcnaughton together with their wives were allowed to remain in liao yang this in itself was a tribute to the doctor's influence for it is practically certain that but for him the russians would have expelled the missionaries from the province with the opening of the war it was the entire confidence felt in him sufficiently proved by his being in constant demand at headquarters to prescribe for the officers of the army that enabled the mission to retain its hold upon the city right through the long period of stress and conflict as general kuropatkin had fixed his headquarters at liaoyang every fresh disaster to the russian forces sent an electric thrill through the whole region of which the city formed the centre and as the opposing armies drew nearer and nearer the russians constantly retreating and the japanese pressing on the surrounding population began to flock into liaoyang by tens of thousands at this stage the doctor obtained general kuropatkin's permission to open a refuge for these poor homeless creatures and soon he had four thousand of them all heathen under his immediate care meanwhile the tide of battle rolled nearer and nearer from mr mcnaughton's lips we have received a vivid account of the scenes which were witnessed by dr westwater and himself from the city walls during that long-drawn week of desperate and titanic encounter which is known as the battle of liaoyang everything lay before them as in a vast panorama the great manchurian plain rolling out its length towards the boundary of the distant low hills the constant stream of ammunition and commissariat wagons flowing on steadily from the station to the battlefield the sad stream of wounded men flowing as steadily back the deadly shells bursting nearer and nearer until at length it became no longer possible to stand in safety on the city walls then after the days of waiting and watching followed the days of strenuous action men women and little children horribly smashed up began to be carried into the mission hospital till not only the wards but all the surrounding sheds were crammed with patients meanwhile the doctor had his crowded refuge to think of and provide for and be anxious about for the shells were falling thick and five times it was hit though by a merciful providence on every occasion not a single soul within the walls was so much as scratched in his empire of the east mr bennett burley the veteran doyen of military correspondence describes dr westwater as he found him in the thick of his work at this decisive moment of the war brave as a lion he writes dr westwater went about alone regardless of shell-fire and bullets succoring the wounded and doing good and then he goes on to tell in more detail what kind of good the doctor was doing in those awful days how he sheltered the homeless fed the starving performed under all the strain of multiplied duties scores of critical operations and yet found time to show pity and kindness to the crowds of terrified women and helpless children whom war had cast upon his hands i saw the doctor he says just after he had completed seven amputations and a score more of cases remained to be dealt with it adds to the impressiveness of mr bennett burley's picture of a hero at the post of duty in a trying hour when he remarks he had no assistant his only helpers a few chinese who served as nurses we should supplement mr burley's statement however by mentioning that while dr westwater was ministering to the heathen refugees mr mcnaughton by previous arrangement with his colleague was devoting himself to the service of the native christians of liao yang in their hour of need 
when the japanese at length entered the city they paid their tribute like the russians before them to the value of dr westwater's work it was their fire of course that had wrought the havoc among the non-combatants but this was an inevitable result of the fact that the russians had made their last stand at the railway station and no one more regretted the suffering caused to the people of liao yang than the victorious general one of his first acts was to contribute one thousand yen to dr westwater's hospital and the same sum to his refuge i e in english money one hundred pounds to each we have shown something of dr westwater's renown among chinese citizens and english war correspondents among the warriors of russia and japan alike it is half amusing to learn that he holds a reputation hardly less distinguished among the robbers and bandits of the manchurian wilds these outlaws the pests of the country in troublous times have a happy facility of becoming armed marauders or peaceful villagers at will the advantages of the doctor's free healing hall to a man with a broken limb or an unextracted bullet are not unknown to them and now and then a robber wounded in some skirmish will find his way into the hospital at liao yang representing himself as a poor peasant who has been attacked and wounded by cruel bandits some time ago a christian colporteur from the city was travelling through the country districts with his pack of bibles testaments and tracts he was passing along a road bordered by a field of ripe millet when in a moment three or four robbers armed with revolvers sprang out from their hiding-place behind the tall stalks first of all they relieved him of the money made by his sales then they opened his pack and looked curiously at his books who are you one of them asked i belong to the bible society he said what is that it is a society of christians the man replied ah christians they shouted the society of the foreign devils and with that one of them pointed his revolver at the colporteur's head fingering the trigger meanwhile in a way that was decidedly nasty just then another of the band suddenly stepped forward and asked do you know dr westwater i know him well the man answered he is a member of the church to which i belong on hearing this the robber turned to his companions and said do not touch this fellow dr westwater is a good man two years ago he took a bullet out of my ribs whereupon this robber band handed back to the colporteur not only his pack but every copper of his money and bade him go in peace on his way to liao yang another experience of a somewhat similar kind befell the doctor's colleague the rev mr mcnaughton himself about a fortnight before the outbreak of the russo-japanese war mr mcnaughton who had been itinerating in the province was riding back to liao yang he was drawing near to a strange village and there was nothing on the road in front of him but a chinese cart rumbling slowly along all at once there shot out from the village in a fan-shaped skirmishing formation a band of about twenty horsemen all armed with rifles some of them galloped furiously to right and left so as to cut off any possibility of escape but five came straight down the road towards the carter and the missionary they met the carter first one of them who was mounted on a tall russian horse taken no doubt from a murdered russian soldier drew up his steed across the road compelling the cart to stop and then drawing a heavy whip began to lash the unfortunate peasant from head to heel mr mcnaughton's heart beat fast for he knew that at that very time russian outposts were being nipped off every now and then by bands of desperate bandits 
He did not know what might be about to befall him, but he thought it best, trusting in God, to put a brave face on the matter and ride straight on. When he reached the cart the five robbers were drawn up beside it on the road. One of them held his rifle across his saddle ready for use, and all of them looked at him keenly. That he was a European they saw at once, but the Chinese sheepskin robe he wore showed that he was not a Russian but a missionary. "'Where are you going?' they demanded. "'To Liao Yang,' he replied. "'Then pass on,' they said, and without the slightest attempt on the part of any one of them to deprive him of his money or to molest him in any way, he was allowed to continue on his journey." Talking to the present writer of this incident, Mr. McNaughton said that he had no doubt whatever that, though not himself a doctor, he owed his escape to the influence of the Liaoyang medical mission. Even to the savage bandits of Manchuria, Dr. Westwater is a good man. Some of them, as has been said, have passed through his hands, and are grateful to him accordingly. Others have heard of his skill and generosity, and if on no higher grounds, entertain a kindly feeling towards him at least from the lower but still effective motive of that form of gratitude which has been defined as a lively sense of favors to come. End of chapter 6